Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Talk Recorded live. What you mean? 
it's like you always on your professional. But when you on edge, sometimes you just be letting them curse words flow. But I just heard you hold a whole conversation professionally, passionately, the same way you normally do without the cursing. Why can't you do that more on air? And I was like, yo, wow. I was like, yo, people be listening like that? And it's like, I hear it, so I'm sure other people hear it, like that type thing. So I was like, okay, I'm going a, I'm to a, I'm a flip the script because, again, for those who don't know who Mr. On Point, a.k.a. Mr. Controversy is, I am a former school district of Philadelphia teacher, right? So I sat in a classroom and taught all day for 15 years without using profanity. Um, I do hold a couple degrees, which to me doesn't make or break a person, but just to let people know, I do have an extensive vocabulary, and I do hold knowledge and, and intelligence. So when I'm using profanity, I'm either angered or I'm emotionally passionate. You know what I'm saying? So I I thought about it when I heard the lady cursing out her child, and I just was like, wow, like, are you kidding me? So what happens when that little girl go to school and cuss out a teacher or cuss out another student? Does she get mad at the child, tell the child it knows better? But... It knows what you show. So how mad or angry or upset can you really get at that child? So it made me think, what are we leaving our children? If you've seen the, the, the promo slide that I put up, you see the little boy up there who had his pants sagging. He couldn't have been no more than four or three. Pants sagging, had a, a stack of money to his ear had some little chains on, you know, and it looked like an older dude standing on the corner. Like, did your dad dress you like that? Did your mom dress you like that? Did your mom and dad dress you like that? Who the hell dressed you like that? They go that profanity word, but, you know, hell ain't, you know, hell a place. You know, get your life together, you won't go. Um, But, yeah, like, who dressed that child like that? You know what I'm saying? Then you seen a, I put up another, there's another picture in there where it's a little girl who's dressed just like her mom. Now, her mom has on like a stripper outfit, and the little girl has on one that's kind of like it, but a two-piece. And I'm just like, wow, what are we leaving our children? What are we teaching our children? Like, what is going on with us? So in lieu of having this conversation, I decided, you know what, this is what's going to happen. If we want to get to change, and if we're really serious about a movement and addressing the issues of our people, then let's start with parenting and our youth because that's where the bulk of the problem is. See, we sit here and complain about how bad the children are, how disrespectful the children are, how, how uh, they don't, you know, uh, value life. And we never say, why is that? It's an old saying that says the apple don't fall far from the tree. So in a lot of instances, these children are actually justified with how they're being raised. 
if they're being raised. So tonight, I want all my listeners that's tuned in tonight to chime in on this conversation and communicate with me on this because I am by hook or by crook. I am determined to get myself first, my people that rock, rock out with me next, along with the masses on the same page and on one accord so we can be great again. Forget what Trump's talking. I don't know what he's talking about, America being great. America was never great. But we as a people were great. We were great from Al-Kabulan, or was, you may know as Africa, to when we were brought here. It's a poem that uh, a sister wrote where she, did, she, she explains what the world would be like without black folk. You would have no light, thanks to Louis Latimer. You would have no traffic lights, thanks to Garrett Morgan. Firefighters would not have no gas masks, thanks to Garrett Morgan. We would not have blood banks, thanks to Charles Drew. We would not have a telephone transmitter, thanks to Granville T. Woods. See, this is the stuff you have to know. Our children don't know how great we are because their parents don't know how great we are. Their parents don't know how great we are because nobody told them. We all went through that cesspool of a public school and were taught everything but how great we were. See, they told us we were slaves, but they didn't tell us that the slaves were inventors and creatives. They didn't tell us that part. They, they omitted that. They, they skipped that on purpose. So tonight, we're going to discuss what we're leaving our children why our children are acting out in the manner they are and how we solve that. We're going to solve that tonight. If you out here listening, I'm going to urge everyone out there in radio land, I'm going to urge you to check yourself because we can always point the finger, but rarely do we point the thumb. We can always point out what somebody else is doing wrong. I'm going to give you an example. When I was posting those pics, I remember two distinct pictures that I had with my son, my oldest son. I had a picture with me and him. You know, I had my arm around me. He was about four or five. And we had on the same shirt, the same jeans, because, yeah, that's what I used to do. I used to dress my, my sons like me. I'm a proud father. And I'll get into that a little later. But I used to dress them like me. So, when when I, we had on the same shirt, we had on the same pants or jeans, the same sneaks. But then I had a bear in my hand in the picture. And I checked myself real quick. I was like, damn, hold up. Where am I leaving my children? Then I fast forward to the other picture, which was the same day. So we had on the exact identical clothes. Same picture, but in this picture, I wasn't in it. My son was in it, and he had his arms around two little girls that was like four or five, his age. It was a birthday party for one of the little girls that I worked with a mom, and he had his arms around the two girls. And I was like, damn, what am I leaving my children? 
So now I can't be mad that he done grew up and had two children by two different baby moms when his dad had four children by three different baby moms. So what are we leaving our children? See, I'm, I don't mind putting mine out there. You know why? Because if it helps somebody else, then so be it. And it only shows that I checked myself before I start pointing the finger. Because when you point that finger, you got a few of them pointing right back at you, even if you're trying to hide them. So I had to look at those images, and I still posted the pictures because I needed those to be seen. It's a picture with a little girl driving her little a little uh, motorized car, battery-operated car. Some of y'all might have had one. I had one. My son had one. You know what I mean? And 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 the cops pulled over and gave her a ticket because she was riding in the street. That was real. The mom actually came. There's another picture with the mom coming over, and that was actually real. But why was the little girl riding in the street? Nice little white Corvette joint. But why was she riding in the middle of the street? Why not on the sidewalk, the driveway? Is the cop wrong for giving the little girl a ticket? Now, maybe he did it to, to show a lesson, and maybe she really didn't have to pay the ticket. I don't know the story. I just know the picture. But it's still you still have to ask, what are we leaving our children? What are we teaching our children? And there's another picture. See, when I post these pics to promote these shows, I want I don't want you to just look at the picture and oh what is this about? I want you to look and see what the picture is actually the message is conveying. There's a sister that has a pole up in her house, a stripper pole. You know how that go. A lot of women are getting them now. Aspirations of being a stripper. You know they'll dress it up as you know I'm gonna do it for my man. All right, that's fine, that's cool. But why is this girl up on the pole with her legs spread open and a little girl is underneath her holding the pole? What are we teaching our children? What are we leaving our children? You know, strip on had nothing. nothing. Listen, what you do is what you do. I have nothing against strippers. I like going to strip clubs. It's entertainment. I'm sorry. It is a profession. It's a job. So at the end of the day, it's not my issue with being a stripper. It's are you passing that on to your child? I had a conversation. Actually, it's funny. I had a conversation with a former stripper that I know, and this was just the other day. I was at a deli, and she happened to walk up, and we actually started talking. And um, she was telling me, you know, how she stopped, you know, the strip game, and it ain't for her no more, and she done had a baby now that's like three. And, you know, she started talking about how she would feel if her daughter was a stripper. And the conversation was enlightening. This is what all this stuff is what brought this to the table, this topic to the table tonight. So lo and behold, she just was at the point where, you know, if she's going to be a stripper, then she she can be a stripper. It's just about how she do it and why she's doing it. If she want to get her money, she can get her money. I just don't want her to be, you know, prostitute like a lot of these girls out here. And I was like, okay, I hear that. I don't want my daughters to be a stripper at all, but I, I, hey, to each his own. You sometimes you can't you can't tell them what to do when they get a certain age. They want to pay their way through college doing that, then hey, you might not like the profession they're doing, but if it's legal, if it's honest, and they're getting paid for, it, and there's no hanky panky, you know, going on in prostitution, then so be it. But that don't mean you have to encourage it. 
that don't mean you have to encourage it. So people out there in Radio Land, before we dig deep into this topic, I, I just wanted to give you all a little insight on as to where I'm going at with this topic tonight. You know, it, it was a brother that was in the car um, that I was driving over Logan from uh, Upper Darby, and he was telling me how he's a single father and how the mother don't do nothing for the daughter, not even bring her a, a loaf of bread. And I was just like, yo, we get beat up so much by women for being deadbeat dads that I don't think women realize that they are deadbeat moms. There are moms out here who choose to be single mothers, who leave the family for their own selfish purposes of being happy or never really wanting to be a mom in the first place. These these women, these females do exist. See, I don't say women because a woman knows better. So it, it was a lot of things that inspired this topic tonight, people. Dial that number, 724-444-7444. And uh, dial that call ID, 143-133-POUND. Hit one pound if you want to listen in. Hit star eight if you want to chime in and communicate with me about this topic tonight. What are we leaving our children? DJ Chill, before I go any further, I know you in the building. I, I, I need you to let me know what it is that you're leaving your children or don't even get into what you're leaving your children yet. Just, just talk about one, some of the things that you're seeing that's happening with our children and kind of tell me why you think that is. I surely hope that, that listeners that, that are listening hit star eight and, and uh you know, kinda give up some information that they may see or, or hear as well. And we do have a caller on the line. Caller, we'll get to you right after DJ Chill. Go ahead, bro. Well, first of all, I'd rather take that caller first because some of the stuff that I'm still working on and trying to do it was a long story, but um, one of the major factors is they always say kids will be kids, but let's see, let's get because callers are always important and they always are first. Let's get that caller. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I, I got that, but I need you to just tell me what you see first because I, this is shout out to shout out to uh, Miss Sears Queen who was our, our Saturday night poetess host who's on the line ready to speak. Queen T, we got you. Let me let DJ Chill let this out, and then we're going to come to you, and then we're going to go back to DJ Chill a little later where you can talk about yourself and your children if you choose. But right now I just want to know what are some of the things you see out there now. And you're absolutely hmm. right. Our callers are always, you know, first. But we as hosts, we know how this goes. We're, we're, we're concerned. Well, from my understanding, just being out there in the streets and checking out the streets, Kids just want to fall. They're, some of them want to be captains, but most of them want to just, they want to be followers. They want to just be accepted. And if they can't be accepted by their parents, they dash enough going to be accepted by their peers. Problem is, peer pressure makes them lose acceptance. Because <laughs> some of the things they do to get acceptance in one crew might disrespect the other crew or clique, I could say, 
that they rolling with, and now they stuck in the daggone medium. They don't know what to do with themselves. So now they're trying to figure out, oh, what can I do, what can I do? So they try to do something that's out of the ordinary. They might, you know, try to get acceptance by showing off their body parts or giving up their body parts. But then when they find out that they got to become parents, because of the fact they did what they did, some of them be super drunk or super duper high. I don't understand why you got to get super high. To, I mean, that's crazy. But then after the, after the, how you say it, after the water is flowed and it's all gone, now they're stuck in a situation that they can't figure out how to get out of. And so they try to go to their parents. And some of the parents that they're trying to go to is already kids. Which is the problem, because nobody got a mental no more. Everybody on the same notion of get even, get by, or get high. And, and, and nobody's thinking about what happened to get us where we're at right now. Nobody's thinking about the existence. Nobody's thinking about what we had to go through to be able to live and be able to socialize. Nobody want to do nothing, but how can I say this? Nobody want to do nothing but be them. Now, the only problem is they don't know who the hell they are. <laughs> Yo, man, I got to stop talking. I got to stop wow. talking, man. I'm going to hurt myself. That's deep. That's deep. Real talk. That's deep. That's deep. I'm going to take this caller. We definitely going to come back to you, man. I'm gonna go to uh, you know Miss Tia's Queen real quick because I know I know she got something to say about this. Miss <laughs> Tia, Miss Tia's Queen. How uh, y'all doing? Uh, yes, I do have something to say. I'm sitting here talking to my son, listening to y'all right now. Word, word. That's what's up. So, all right, tell me what you think is going on where our children are perpetuating the actions of their children, I mean, of their parents. What, what do you think about that? What are some of the things you see or you've witnessed or encountered to make you say, wow, what are we leaving our children? What are we teaching our children? Okay, well, you know I'm a little different from most, so I have a, a little two opinions about it. The first one is you're absolutely right. Um, children mimic what they see. And we should be careful and mindful of what we're doing because you can't tell your child to do one thing and you're doing another. But at the same time, by the time I was my son's age, I was wilding out in Chicago. I was smoking. I was drinking. I was skipping school. I was cussing and fighting. I did not learn none of that from my parents. They were together 35 years. They didn't smoke. They didn't drink. My dad is a preacher, was a preacher, actually. You know, so I grew up in a Christian household, and I never saw none of that. So we can't always say it's the parents' fault because I I know how God feels now that I have a child because he gave us all. I ain't going to call him a he because I'm, you know, a spirit don't have no gender. But that higher power gave us all uh, a the will, the willpower of choice, of choices. So you can't always blame it on the parents all the time. Yes, 
we're supposed to show them the best because they're going to see the worst out here in the world. But at the same time, children are going to do what they want to do once they get of age and think they've grown, and we can't always blame it on the parents. Well, and that's my opinion about it. Well, well, you know, you know, you know, I'm about to start with you, right? <laughs> no, I'm about Look, to start did you hear what I just said? I did you, not you, see no. I did not see my parents do none of the stuff that and, I did. But you know why though? You know why though, right? Because they say <laughs> search girls is the worst girls. You know what I'm saying? Search <laughs> <laughs> girls are the worst girls. You already know how that go. But no, nah, you, you you brought up you brought up some good points, and and one mm-hmm. of which. The main one is you're absolutely positively correct. It's not always the parents because once they leave home with that book bag and they got their little skirt on the be- and their book bag that you didn't you know they put in there and they change clothes. Yeah. And, and they, they change their clothes once they get to school. They put on their makeup. You don't know that. Mm-hmm. You know, when a little right. young boy leaves your house with his belt on, when he gets to school, he takes his belt off, put it in his book bag, now his pants hanging off. So you know what I mean? And then he's smart enough, to, mm-hmm. he's smart enough to come back home with his belt on. You know what I mean? So you're absolutely right. It's not always the parents. However, however, we're not talking about 15, 16, 17, 18. We're talking about 4-year-olds where I don't know if you've seen the promo fly that I put up, but there's a, a, a woman in the middle of a floor bent over mm-hmm. with nothing on. I guess she was a stripper. And there's a little girl standing right there looking at her. The little girl got to be about four. Yeah, Why we have to be mindful of what we show And she's sitting, she's standing right there by her mother, who I cropped that picture, but her mother is sitting in a chair, and she's leaning on her mom, looking at this woman, bent no, over her, 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 her pot was all out. Let me ask my son, what if I was a stripper? What would you think? Would you like strippers? No. Huh? No. Top on the air. No. Why? What would I like a stripper for? <laughs> if I was a stripper and you saw that growing up, what would you think about it? I, I probably wouldn't even, wouldn't even like you like that. <laughs> That's honest. That's honest. That's honest. You might okay, not like You can lay back now. <laughs> Yeah, like that's an honest answer. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? But 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 yeah. it, 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 the reality is, you know, when I look at us, and I was having a conversation, and, and you're a woman, so I'm over this same conversation with you that I held with a lady earlier that I dropped off somewhere, and she was like, you know, my son is 13, he's standing taller than me, his dad is in jail, yeah, I mean, he irked my nerves, he ain't no good. She's like, you know, and um. I had my first child at 15, and I just don't want him to make them same mistakes. Well, she said I had him at 15, and I don't want to make them same mistakes. I'm only 28 right now. You know what I mean? She is like, my my man is 53. You know what I'm saying? I was like, whoa. Wow. Yeah. That's what I was like, whoa. You know what I'm saying? She was like, you know, and his dad, you know, his dad was into the guns and stuff. She was like, and when I was young, I liked that stuff. I, you know, she was, uh, his dad said, his, she said his dad was like, yeah, why are you saying that stuff now, tripping now? But, you know, earlier when we were together, you weren't saying none of that. You liked it. And she was like, and I did. She was like, it was a turn on. 
you know, the guns, the drugs, and the money and all that. It was a turn on. And, you know, I was just listening. And, we were, you know, we were conversing about it. And, you know, to hear her say what she said, it was like, I'm not on that now. You know, she was like, and now I'm scared for my son because he's 13. You know, he's growing up. I don't want him to make babies early. I don't want him selling drugs or none of that. But then, you know, you got to think about his dad and where his dad is. And a lot of times children, you know, they, when you know, I, I've been to school. All of us been to school. And you always got that child who dad in jail, and he like, yeah, I'll do whatever. I'll just be in jail like my dad. And they think it's, you know, kind of cool. Because for somewhere along the line, somebody made jail cool. You know what I'm saying? And jail ain't never been cool. As far as I know, as far as I'm concerned, jail ain't never been cool. So I, I'm I'm trying to find out. You made, you made interesting points right there. You can't always stay as a parent. You really can't because children are going to be children. Like DJ Chill said, some of them want to be accepted. <laughs> Excuse me, peer pressure is a mug. As a school teacher, I seen that firsthand like a mug. Peer pressure is real. It's real. Like you are, if you don't fall in line and conform to what the popular kids are doing, then you're a misfit. You know what I'm saying? And the misfits get teased and bullied and everything else, but then the popular people they tend to bite each other's backs out, and they tend to sleep with each other's, you know, you know, backstab each other. It's crazy. Peer pressure is crazy. So as adults, how do we have these conversations with our children? You see what I'm saying? How do we discuss this with them and, and try and tell them, this is what, this is what I did? And, and people out there in Radio Land, please, dial that number, 724-444-7444. Dial that uh, call ID, 143-133-POUND. Hit one pound to listen in and hit star eight to chime in. Let's talk because I'm going to give you all a firsthand experience right now of myself. I don't mind sharing my story. Look, this is probably all you ever going to learn from me is listening to the radio because I ain't going to talk to you in person. Now, um, I'm not that bad. I'll speak. Now, I tell my children this. I told a, a little Jewish guy in the car today um, with his grandmom. I was like, no school today, young blood? You know, a little Jewish white kid, he was like, yeah, I'm sick. Um, that's where we're going to the doctor now so I can get cleared to go back to school. I'm like, okay. So the grandmom and myself was talking, and she's Jewish. I could barely understand what she's saying, but I, I can make out what she's saying. So I'm telling him, listen, and this is what I'm telling the masses now. This is what I firm, This is what I strongly believe. We become parents so that we can go through everything that we go through, all our experiences in life. So when we become parents, we now have experience to pass on to those children on right and wrong. That is why I strongly believe we have parents. Now, the problem is some parents don't do their job. Some parents aren't there. Some parents actually pass away and never get a chance to, to, to pass on that information. These things happen. You know what I'm saying? And then there's parents who do do it. But that is what our purpose is when we become parents, is to teach our children, listen, this is what I told my children. 
my sons especially. I said, listen, I went to jail so you don't have to go to jail. I went and had different baby mamas so you don't go have different baby mamas. Well, what do one of them do? He go out and get different baby mamas. I can't be but so mad at him because he prides himself in being like me when I was younger. And I don't want that. And I told him that. Love him to death. But children are going to do what children are going to do. He grown. He old. He can do what he want to do now. He, that's his problem. But it's not what we should want more for our children. We want our children to be better than us. He's never been to jail. None of my sons ever been to jail. So they're all right. I, I think I did a pretty good job. I have one son, the one that I'm talking about now, who just, you know, played in a movie that will be coming out shortly called The Decade. I have another son who works for a city councilman. You know what I mean? I have a 16-year-old daughter who just sang with Barry Manilow at Wells Fargo, sang with boys and men during the summer, and is a, a straight-A student since elementary. I have college letters coming to her crazy already since ninth grade. And I have a 10-year-old who's a straight-A student. So I, 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 I made my mistake. I made my mistakes so that I can now teach my children what mistakes not to make. The problem is they're still going to want to make the mistakes themselves to learn from themselves. I don't know what – lady, Miss C is queen. Miss Queen is C, I'm sorry. Let me ask you something. If you put your hand over the fire on the stove and you burnt your hand, Right? Yes, I'm here. I hear you. Would you want your son, or do you think your son should want to put his hand over the fire so he can feel it for himself? Or do you think he should say, yo, I seen that. That burnt, and I see the marks. I ain't doing that. Yeah, uh, children learn from observation, like I said before. They should know what to do and what not to do, but a lot of times, you know, if you're nonchalant, then your children will be that way also. So it's kind of like a catch-22. I hear what it you're is. saying. It is. It is. I'm going to um, mute your phone, Miss Tears Queen, because we're going to keep right. you on. Um, and and we're going to take this caller. Let's let's see who we have on the line. Welcome to Straight Talk with your host, Mr. On Point 8, Mr. On Point, a.k.a. Mr. Controversy. Who we on the line with? Good evening. This is Firecracker. How are you? Oh, man. Peace and power, Queen. I am blessed. I am blessed. How are you? I'm well, thank you. Good, good. That's good to hear. Um, tonight we're talking about what are we leaving our children? What are we teaching our children? What are, and I'm asking, what are some of the things that you or, you know, any listener or caller have seen within our children and ask yourself, wow, like, I wonder where they learned that from. Or, and, and, again, I'm not really talking about the 15, 16 and up. Yes, I'm not excluding them because they do matter and count as well. But I'm talking about the four-year-old who say, fuck out of here, and the mom laughs. Or the dad tells the child to say, you know, kiss my ass, and the child repeats it, and they laugh. 
You see what I'm saying? Then when the child gets 15 and say it, now they want to smack them or punch them in the mouth. What, what are your thoughts or your takes on that? Well, I mean, I've definitely seen it. I've, I've heard it. Um, and to me, it's just it's, it's a matter of, of ignorance. So it's, it's a lack of knowledge, you know, not on the child, but, of, of course, on the parent. Um, and, and you know for certain that if you give a child that kind of leeway at that age, that as they grow older, they will be just like a garden that's unattended. If you don't tend to your garden properly, it will be overrun with weeds. And that's exactly what would happen, you know, in, in the life and the mind of these young people. Um, and, and then when they do hit the age of um, puberty and when they start to experience peer pressure on a, another level, then you're dealing with something completely different. You're dealing with a whole nother, a whole nother beast. And you couple that with the fact that they have not been properly tended to, um, you know, and, and it really is a, a recipe for for destruction. Um, this evening, earlier part of this evening, one of my neighbors, I, I know his mother, I really, I didn't know the young man very well, but, you know, in, in passing, he would always speak very mannerable, at least to me. Um, and a group of boys came to fight him. And he was out there to fight all those kids. was going to take them all on. Another female neighbor intervened and, and stopped it. And then one of the kids looked like he was going to be aggressive to her. So I went out and, like, I cleared him off the corner. No, y'all got to leave. You're not from around here. And if you don't leave, it's really going to be a problem. Y'all got to go. And unfortunately, what I what I found <laughs> years ago, I watched a documentary on Channel 12. And it talked about how in Africa, the elephant, the wild elephant, the young bulls were going on. They were they were gathering in groups, and they were going on rampages, and they were just tearing and wrecking cities. And they couldn't understand what the problem was. Now, elephants are are governed by a matriarchal um, community, so right. it, it, it's their mothers. Um, but, you know, bulls still have their place in, in their community. However, they didn't have a mother and they didn't have a father. So they band together and they start wrecking crops and, and, and villages. Well, when what they did was, scientists, they introduced a male bull, a, a mature um, adult, into their group, and all of it stopped. It it, it just it just stopped, and wow. that, that thing stuck with me for years because this was like this documentary was very very old. Um, I might have been in my late teens, early twenties when I saw it, so it was over twenty years ago. Um, and when I started to internalize it, I said, really, we're not much different 
from the animal kingdom. We might have the ability to reason and we might have the ability to vocalize. You know, we have speech um, and we have higher thinking. However, we're really no different from the animal kingdom because when you remove certain facets of the community um, from young men and young women, that's what they do. That, that, wow. That's exactly what they do. And I felt, you know, because I, I really, I, I stood and I semi-circled against five young men and telling them to move off the corner. Now, it's a community where there are plenty of men, and I'm sure there were some onlookers out the window. I was going to ask that. A- absolutely. Um, and there was the other female, but that young male that they came to fight, he comes back. And was like, no, miss, I got it. Don't worry about it. Because I guess he felt like, okay, this might turn wrong and she's really protecting me. In reality, I was protecting all of them. Right. I was protecting all of them. But, of course, they they don't see it like that. And I later sat my neighbor down and and I, I talked to him about, you know, how this thing really works, how the trap really works. Right. And how to stay out of it and, and, you know, how to think through certain things. And I pray that he got it. And if he didn't, I know at least I planted a seed for someone else to come along and water. But that's the problem. A lot of times we don't have intelligent conversations with them. We don't challenge their minds. And and that's a lot of times it's what they need. They just need their minds challenged and you know what I and I said to him I said have you ever been out of the country and he said no I said well this is what I implore you to do make it your mission within the next few years to go stick your feet in the ocean somewhere outside of the United States make it your mission to go taste the spices from food from another country explore a different culture and I'm like, and you'll see how immense and the world is. I'm like, we really just live in a box. This is just a box. This city is a box within a box. Right. There is so much more outside of the borders of this country. Go explore and see what you've been missing and realize that there's so many of you who didn't make it out of the city before their mothers or fathers had to bury them in the ground. Wow. You 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 know, you said a few interesting things there. One of which anybody who listens to my show knows that I always reference the animal kingdom. I my mother put me on to Animal Planet years ago when I was young. And as I got older, I just became amazed with how the animals move. And I always reference the, the animals in, in a lot of my conversation, especially when it comes to, you know, men and women and relationships. There's a reason why they say animal instinct when, dis- when describing humans. And there's a reason why they say the human species, because both of those refer to being animalistic. You know what I mean? No, we're not animals, per se, that walk on all fours, but not all primates walk on all fours. You see what I'm saying? So 
We're just a different type of animal in the, in, within the kingdom. Um, and it's interesting you said that because I, 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 I used to pull over my car when I see kids fighting and get out and break the fight up and tell them to go home. And it'd be grown men sitting right out there watching them and letting them fight. That's why I was going to ask you, no men stopped it. Were there any men out there? And I'm sure they were. But, see, the whole thing is, in the hood, this is one of the things that I posted in the, the comment section when I posted and promoted the flyer. We promote this thing called ghetto fabulous, this, this ghetto, this hood. You know, we promote that mentality like it's a badge of honor, and it's not. It's not, but I had to learn that because I'm from North Philly, and you had to, if you wasn't hood, then you had problems. Either nobody, you were outcast and nobody socialized with you, or you were picked on. It was one or the other. But if you, and that, the, 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 the uh, double-edged sword of that was, if you were one of them who they knew had a mind on it, a head on their shoulder, they didn't bother you. They would tell you, yo, go ahead to school, man. They would actually tell people to leave you alone. But in today's culture, that's not how it goes. And and really nothing much has changed. So it's interesting to hear you bring up that point as well because I think we forget that a lot of times that the men just stand right out there and let them do it because to them, they're finding their way, becoming a man. But that's not a man. See, a coward lives to tell how that brave Amethyst got killed. See, sometimes you, a man, a man, I I must say this, a man can be a coward without being a punk. And when I say that, I say that respectfully, meaning you may look at him as a coward, but he lived another day. See that little young boy today that you touched, that you spoke to, and hopefully you touched? Today it could have been a fight, and tomorrow we could be looking at the news with a mural on the end of the, you know, a little, you know, a teddy bear uh, a vigil on a corner. Again, just this summer I lost my 14-year-old cousin nine shots, 14. His mom is still, I, I, would, I don't know the grief of a mother's loss or a parent's loss, but she still can't let that go. And, I'm, and she, by right, she's not supposed to. She's going to forever grieve, 14 years old, nine shots. What could he have possibly done for somebody to want to put nine bullets in him? I lost a cousin, 14 years old, and my Jeep, because somebody wanted to try and shoot me. I still can't let that go. I will forever grieve that. And we also, we become cowards. And when I say cowards, I mean in the in the, in the sense of a punk, because we used to fight and then shake hands. I had this conversation with a brother too. We used to fight and then shake hands after that. If you wasn't satisfied with losing, then we come back the next day and we do it again. But no one got shot. Nobody got stabbed. It's like they glorified that today. I mean, because nobody, nobody really. And that's what I told him. I said, you know. Young young cats don't use their hands anymore. And sure enough, he served all them boys. 
he served all five of them. They came to jump him, and because his fight game is nice, they got mad, and the the main one told him, "I ain't gonna fight you no more. I'm just gonna. I got my strap. I'm just gonna shoot you." Wow, there we have it. So you know, I, I said to the youngin, "Get off my corner. You don't." When I go in the house and I come back, I'm going to clear the corner. So you're going to get off the corner. He did. Don't talk to me like that. I said, no, you came up here wrong. You came up here wrong. But I'm going to show you the right way. Unfortunately, they came to his house seeking a fight. Unfortunately, they got what they weren't expecting. And unfortunately, because they couldn't handle it, now we want to turn the gun play. Well, that's but I was serious about what I said. I was serious but, about what I said. Because not only are you threatening the life of someone who you sought to attack, you're threatening the life of innocent bystanders. Who right. live with on within the four four house radius? Right. You standing right on the corner of a major intersection and saying what you gonna do? Well, I'm telling you right now what you're not gonna do. This is what right. you're not going to do. Was I afraid? No, I wasn't afraid. But I have more fear. For my sons, my five sons, than I have for myself. Because I know exactly what they're up against. And that's what I had to tell this young man. Not only are you up against those who want to pull and drag you down because of jealousy or whatever the issue is, you're up against those who don't like you because of your color. You're up against a, a, a criminal institution that does not work, a criminal justice, which is a criminal institution that does not work. It is meant for your enslavement. That's what you're up against. Every day you wake up, that is what's on your back. Don't give them leeway to suck you back into the system. Don't give them. Don't give it to them. All right. And, and, And the sad part of that is Again, as I said earlier, you know, older and younger people both made it cool to go to jail, and it's not. It's really not. But, you know, when you have men who really don't want to handle their responsibility anyway, and they know they're going to get three hots in the cop, and now they can watch cable, you know, some can play video games. It's, it's like, not that it, it, They made it cool. Hold on. No, 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 no. That's a misconception. And, and and let me explain this to you. It's not that simple. It really isn't that simple. Yeah, they get three hots in a cot. Yeah, they might have cable, but they got to pay for it. Everything that they have, every quote-unquote luxury that we think that they acquire there is not a luxury at all. They have to pay for it, and they make pennies on the dollar. So nine times out of ten, 
it's not them really paying for it. It's whatever monies that their family out here send them in order for them to be able to afford those luxuries because they are incarcerated. Exactly. It's only but so much that you can do. That is, let, let, let me, let, uh, <laughs> that is one of the most demeaning, demoralizing experiences anybody can go through. It has got to be. Why? Because it's demeaning and demoralizing to go visit. I've never been incarcerated, but I've been in a jail plenty of times. I've never been incarcerated, but I've been in a penitentiary plenty of times. I've never been incarcerated, but I've been subjected to searches. I remember as a young girl going to visit my brother and my uncle up at Greatersport and how they had to, at that time, they would actually go through the baby's pampers. Not the right. ones that you were bringing in, but the ones that were on their bottom. And I remember then as a kid saying, this shit ain't right. This is not right. I mean, I understand why the processes were, quote, unquote, necessary. Because there is a large drug market in the prison system. But and it's weapons. not. Yes, and weapons. But it's not really the families bringing it in. It's the daggone guards bringing it in. That's true, too. So that is one of the most demoralizing situations anyone could ever be in. When you really look into the eyes of those brothers and those sisters, and I'm going to say sisters because I had an aunt serving life who died from cancer while at Muncie Prison, and they did absolutely nothing to treat her. They treat them like animals because that's what they are. You're nothing but a number. Exactly. You're nothing but a number to them. And you're treated like you belong in the zoo. So in order to treat cancer, they give you fucking aspirin. That's what they do to our people in there. No, it's not cute. No, there's nothing glorious about it. It's slavery. That's what it is. It's slavery. It's institutionalized slavery. Now, 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 you know that. I know that. I'm sure there's a lot of listeners on the line right now that know that. But to that child who's out there watching, whose dad is not in the house, whose mom is at work or mom out doing whatever she's doing, and dad, wherever he is, doing what he's doing. So the streets is raising us. And he sees the old head out there who just came home and everybody giving him respect. You know what I'm saying? And him glorifying, yeah, I was this is you know, I was down and see a true brother gonna tell you, like I told my students, and I shared my my story. I've been in there where you had to take off all of your stuff and open up your butt cheeks so they can look at it and call. I've been subjected to that, like you said, the demoralizing, the humanizing treatment. So it's not it's not a misconception, except for unless you're misinformed and miseducated. Because the reality is, you said it right, and I agree with you 110 percent. They have to pay for those things. However, 
our tax dollars pay for a lot of that. And like you said, their families pay for a lot of that. So they don't care as long as they're getting to do it. But then we go back and we tell our children, you know, yeah, do what you got to do. Handle your business. Like it was okay excuse me, when they were in there. This is where the problem comes in at. See, when I say what are we teaching our children, what are we leaving our children, we don't, we can't, a lot of our parents as black folk, we don't know about the rich and wealthy history of our past and our ancestors because no one taught them. See, it used to be a time when our ancestors would tell us stories, and I'm, and I'm not even going to say ancestors, because I don't mean that far back. I'm talking about our grandmothers and our grandfathers. They would tell, they would sit down and tell us stories. I remember my grandmother telling us about picking cotton. She wasn't a slave, but she still had to pick cotton. She still had to work the field. You see what I'm saying? So there were stories that used to be told, but what happened is our grandparents began to get younger. We began to be grandparents at 30, 35, 40. I'm used to grandparents being 60 and above, maybe 50. But that's gone now, gone are those days. So our grandparents are getting younger, which means our parents are getting younger, which means our children are already younger, and now they're babies having babies, which has been going on since the, 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 I want to say, 80s up on up, maybe some cases in the 70s as well, because if we know our culture and our history, not his story, Rosa Parks was not the first woman to not give up her seat on the bus during that time. It was a 15-year-old girl named Claudette Colvin who was 15, who didn't give up her seat and was arrested and fondled by police because she didn't want to give up her seat, but the NAACP would not take her case because she was pregnant at 15, and they thought that was a bad case because it was like she was just being defiant because she's already pregnant at 15, so she's out there anyway. So they chose the lady with fair skin who worked for the NAACP already anyway and had ties with Martin Luther King, and that's the true story about, and matter of fact, she wasn't, it was nine other names on that court case, but you never hear about the other nine people. You only hear about Rosa Parks because it was designed that way. Martin Luther King Jr. was backed by Caucasian people. He was financed by uh, Caucasian people. So people don't know that part. I'm not taking anything away from his movement, anything from him being a, 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 a great speaker and moderator. I'm not taking anything away from who he is. I'm just saying there's more to the story than what we're taught and we're told. There's a reason why children know about Martin Luther King and not Malcolm X. There's a reason why children know about Rosa Parks and not Claudette Colvin. See, they, they water down our history so that we, want, that we learn what they want us to learn to paint a pretty picture so that if our children really knew who we were, who our soldiers really were, who really fought for us, who was out there on that front line, if they knew that, if they knew that they derived from a people with the richest and wealthiest land and resources 
or in the face of the earth, the motherland. If they knew that, they would react differently. But they don't care now because nobody taught them, so their attitude is, man, that's old. That's done. That's done. This is now. So now what we have is a rebellious age of children, which can work in our favor. What the children are doing right now with these flash mobs and riots, I'm not saying it's right. I'm not condoning it. But they have the right attitude. The revolution is being, te- is being televised. The problem is they have no one to lead them correctly in that revolution. So they're wilding out. They're only acting on how they know how to act, off of their emotions as we as black folk do. So I'm urging our listeners out there. Um, Firecracker, please, stay on the line. You know what I mean? Stay on the line because we're we going to come back to you, um, and, and Miss T.S. Queen and DJ Chill. We're going to come back to y'all. Um, but I, I just want to urge people um, to look at yourself as a parent. Do the best you can do as a parent because, as we said earlier, children are going to do what children are going to do when they get a certain age. It's just going to happen. And the sad part is being a good parent is hard because even as a good parent, you have to battle peer pressure because children, like DJ Chill said, want to be accepted. You have to battle Television, because regardless, it's a form of entertainment, and children want to be entertained. You have to battle the radio. It's the reason why they're allowing this negative, ignorant music to be played in rotation at that. See, they have to be taught and told there's an agenda that's out for your life. And this is why when I left the classroom and took the early retirement, I came back to the classroom with the On Point 360 Youth Mentor Program, where we go into the schools and we mentor to the, the, the children 6th to 8th grade and we teach them this stuff. So like, like Firecracker said, they can't say nobody ever told them now. The sad part is, once they come in our program, they're respectful, they're learning, they're doing what they're supposed to do, but once we walk out them doors and they walk out them doors and go back to the block, they have to go back to adapt it to their environment because what we're teaching them, they don't think that quickly about what we taught them. They just react. Because it's natural for them. It's their habitat. I think we have, I, I don't think, I, we have to be more mindful of how we're raising our children, what we're doing in front of our children, what we're doing with our children. Like the, the picture that I have up there with the little boy in a tub with all his jewelry on and a, a ring on his finger that says Rick, a four-finger ring, this little boy is like four. That's like a Scarface picture. Who did that to that little boy and why? I don't care if it was for a video. You don't do that. 
It's just certain things that we have to know to do and not to do as parents and as a people. If that was a music video and they told me what the concept was, I'm not letting my child play that part. Sorry, find another child. I don't care about the money. If I have to work to do what I got to do, then I'm going to work to do what I have to do. I'm not going to let my child make this $300 a day for this video or whatever they might pay for this video, $100 a day, just so he can be exploited. We're not doing that. It's an image that I have where a little where this little girl is dressed like, I guess, is little Kim, and the little boy is dressed like little Wayne. So I put the picture of little Wayne with no shirt on and the red hat, and the pants sagging, and the picture of the little boy with the red hat, the sunglasses like Little Wayne, and his pants sagging. I don't care if it was for Halloween. Why would you want your child? Why not put her in the Angela Davis afro and put him in some 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 Malcolm X glasses or something? Let him be that for Halloween. Why would you want him? What is wrong with our people? There is a disconnect. There is a disconnect within our people. There is. Speaking of that, people out there in Radio Land, I want uh, Miss Tears Queen and, and, and Firecracker and DJ Chell to stay there on the line. We're going to come back to y'all in a minute. We're trying to get the solution to all of this. But um, I want to I wanna put this following out there so the people that's out there listening can follow us on Facebook. First of all, know that On Point is three things. It's an attitude a mindset, and a movement. So when we're telling you, you know, uh, when we're saying that, screaming that word on point, on point, that's because we're trying to drill it in not only your head but in our own heads as well. So always be on point as much as you can. Will you be always on point? No. But as long as you have it in your mindset to try to be on point or make an attempt, because try is a word for fellas, to make an attempt to be on point, then you'll keep continue striving to be on point. So it's an attitude, a mindset, and a movement. Reach out to us on Facebook, On Point Enterprises, On Point, one word, O-N-P-O-I-N-T, Enterprises, E-N-T-E-R-P-R-I-Z-I-Z. If you're on Instagram, team underscore On Point 215. Again, Instagram is team, T-E-A-M, underscore On Point 215. If you're on Twitter, at team On Point. Again, Twitter is at team On Point. You can email us. Any of your comments, suggestions, concerns, or topics you want to hear us discuss, shoot us an email. We're interested in hearing from you. Onpoint215 at gmail.com. Again, our email is onpoint215 at gmail.com. Also, you can give us a call or a text directly. With any of your comments, suggestions, concerns, or topics, give us a call or shoot us a text, 267-417-ONPT. That's on point. Two six seven four one seven six six seven eight. Uh you can also go to our website, on point two one five dot weebly dot com. Again, on point two one five dot W E E B L Y dot com. Um Yeah, there is a disconnect with our people. DJ Chill, I'm gonna come back to you. You with me, bro? Yeah, I think you got a caller. Okay, okay, okay. Let's let's take that call in. Let's take that call in. I don't see that caller. So until I see that caller, let's hear what you got to say, bro. Well, 
like French fries, man. Let's think about it. Are you allowed to eat French fries with a fork? Or are you allowed to eat it with your fingers? Now, the problem is, when you was brought up, how would you brought up? Would you brought up to sit up there and eat that thing that way? Or um, would you brought up another way? It, it, it's... It's all in the way you brought up sometimes. And kids right now, they brought up. Hold on, hold on, DJ Chill. Hold on for one second. I'm sorry. I don't mean I, I just cut you off real quick. You can continue what you want to say. I just want to say, callers on the line, we see you. We're about to get to you right now. So please just be patient with us. When DJ Chill is done, then I'll go to the call line. Go ahead, DJ Chill. Um, yeah. The way kids is brought up, man, it's it's basically best way to say it is suspect. <laughs> it's a shame to say that, but because some of them is they have they they parents how you say it their parents want them to be what their parents want them to be most of the times. Because the parents seen what they was most of the times. Some of them don't. And they don't want their kids, you know, to fall in the same category or in the same lifestyle. And sometimes you you do too much. That's how we say in Philly, you're doing too much. And when you make your child do too much where it becomes overwhelming, they shut down. Or... They just walk in the door and act like you, and then when they walk out the door, they act like something new. And and it's it's a shame because what's new now is dashing of ain't what's old. Because the new way of life is let's don't be a man no more. Let's be a woman. And the woman like, let's don't be a woman no more. Let's be a man. And the new wave is is all accepted. So soon, like I say all the time, one day everybody's going to start marrying animals, and, you know, it's a shame. But when we get to that lifestyle, which is accepting anything that comes our way, and the children grow up, and some of them are highly intelligent. I mean, at a very early age, these kids are becoming so, I don't know what it is. But then again, I do know what it is. They're being trained by the daggone computers and by the TV, and they just, they're not even adolescents no more. They're just grown-ups at an early age. And some of these parents out here don't realize that the TV, the radio, the music, whatever, is a translation in, in this little, little tiny, how you say it? Um, I can't even think of a great word. But it's little things that, see, little things mean a lot. And if you keep on doing a lot of little things here, little things there, you can't create a monster. Hmm. Now, to some people, it might not be a monster. It might be the greatest thing on earth because it might be their weapon. You know, everybody got a weapon of choice. But the problem is, when the choice is yours, (laughs) (laughs) whoo, what do you choose? especially if you know you're going to lose or if you think you're going to lose. 
Because when people lose their child, especially their only child, some people lose their mind. And they don't even turn the other cheek. They going in no balls hurt. They going they going straight hard. And the kids are looking at them like, dang, my parents were hard. Wait a minute, they took my parents out? Let me be hard too. Then everybody's playing follow the leader. Not knowing what they're following. They're just looking like, well, if you hard, I'm going to be hard. Let's go. Who are we going to kill? Let's kill them. They're like, wait a minute, why not kill them? But when they find out they're killing their own species off, or if they find out they're killing their own family members, because you know there are people who actually have fights with their own cousins or maybe having, you know, um, crazy, monstrous eagles against their own family members where they got to just destroy them mentally, spiritually, and whatever. And anybody that's not of your, you know, religion or not religion, or your, um, Color code, yeah, I can say. They're happy as hell. Y'all did the work for them. Why not? It's just like saving a bullet. Oh, you gonna you gonna you gonna kill him with that? I can save my bullet. Go ahead. And a lot of these, a lot of the children out here, it just growing up as as a board game, Monopoly. Everybody want to get the boardwalk or park, please. But they forgot, once you slip up, you go to jail. Man, I ain't going to say nothing, man. These people are crazy. Wow. You, you said some interesting things. I'm going to come back to that. I'm going to go to these phone lines. One thing I want to add to, the, to what you just said, though, about the killing. The, the two reasons, the two main reasons why children join gangs is for acceptance and family because they don't have family or don't feel close to their family. Those are the two main reasons why children join gangs. This is just from people that I, children that I've spoken to through the On Point 360 Youth Mentoring uh, and children that I spoke to coaching low league football, just staying in the community of the streets. Those are the two main reasons why children join gangs. Now, let me go to this call line and take these callers. First caller, you on. Welcome to On Point Straight Talk with uh, your host, Mr. On Point, a.k.a. Mr. Controversy, who we on the line with. This is DJ Philly Joy. Hello. Good evening, everybody. Peace and blessings, Queen. Peace and power to you. What's going on? How are you? I am wonderful. Listen to this topic that could not be more timely and continuing to look for a movement all the way out as far as can reach the skies <laughs> with this particular well, topic. Well, well, before, you know, you go any further, the uh, other listeners or that's online waiting to speak, we have you. We got you. Um, be a little patient okay. with us. I'm going to get you all on as we go. But DJ Philly Joy, just to let everybody know, um, you and myself are sitting down and discussing a black empowerment forum uh, called Back to the Basics, where we're going to start talking to the adults and get the conversation going with the adults. And I appreciate you for a, a woman uh, to come in, and I would love for Firecracker to join in with us in this movement, uh, as well as DJ Chill already there. Uh, whoever is on point is, is going to they're, – they're, they're there because that's the whole purpose of on point. That is what we're here to do. You know what I mean? So I just want to throw that out there because I'm glad we were able to sit down 
and start the process, and we're going to continue this process and see it through. But, um, yeah, this topic, what are we leaving our children? What are we teaching our children? What's your take on it? Right now it's a bunch of mess. Um, We have little pockets of people talking about their heritage, and I find that mostly in the communities that um, I would say have some godly upbringing, but not in the godly upbringing that we learned in the church as far as Jesus Christ in that respect. But most of those that believe that we are the true children of God, which are Israelites, and that we have, were kings and queens in that respect, not over in Africa. We, you know, were sold into slavery, different things like that. I'm not to go into much detail because um, I know we got other callers, but that they understand who they really are, and that now what's happened to our people is that the chastisement of our turning from our creator and turning from our godly ways and our as being kings and queens that we have come into um, poverty and we're fighting to get ourselves back to believe in our creator and to come back to our, our godly heritage, which is that um, kinglyhood and that, that queen aspect. But right now, as far as the children learning different things, we, we make a lot of things. Music is like basically we embody music. Our people have got all the music all over the whole nation. Like We, we can affect the change even through, through our music through the radio programs that we that are on, not just in the network, but all national radio programs. We we, we would begin to boycott again. Get back to, you're putting crap on, we're not going to listen to you, and boycott these radio stations. Right. Um, get, get back to those that are behind the pulpit and those that are in the synagogues, those, those, those that are in the temple, to get back to preaching about the basics and about being kings and queens, about who we are as people, not just because they want to say to all these cultures that are building themselves up, that are going to build ourselves back up again, back to the, to the place we're supposed to be. That's all I want to say. I don't want to go too deep into everything, but I know we need to get back to who we really are, and that's all I want to say. And that's why we're going back to basics. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, I thank you for your comments. If you can, stay around, because we're going to come back with the solution to all of this. We're going to okay. go to the next caller. Callers, your lines are open that are on. DJ Philly Joy, Firecracker, DJ Chill. This Mute your phones for me so um, I don't have to mute you and then go back and find you to unmute you. Just mute your phone so we can come right back to you. Caller, you on the line? Welcome to On Point Radio. This is Straight Talk with your host, Mr. On Point, a.k.a. Mr. Controversy. Who are we on the line with? <laughs> you're, on, well, you're on line with Sister Marge, all right? I talked to you before. This is uh, Mr. On Point, man, and uh, Mr. Self Unknown. Well, I think self unknown is a serious is a serious title, but Mr. On Point is on point. All right, this topic you have tonight is extremely important. I just wanted to like um, encourage you to be uh, to encourage um, the young men that you come in contact with. Um, you know, we need to like recreate selves. We need to go back to the basics, as you've been saying all night. But I don't think people understand we need to, like, recreate Boy Scouts. We need one black man to take, like, uh, 12 or 13 black boys or young men, uh, whatever you want to call them, you know, uh, anything up to the age of 17 or 16 um, before they reach the age of not listening. And we just need to teach them. And, you know, all these recreation centers we have, all these parks, like in every neighborhood, you know, if uh, you just take the neighborhood and do like the military, just divide them up into streets the same way that the gang guys do, you know? 
I mean, you can go anywhere all over Philadelphia and four or five blocks. Everybody's got a gang or two or three gangs, all right? So how come, you know, like the older black men just can't get wherever they live at, you know, and take two or three streets, get 12 or 13 uh, young black men or young black boys or young soon boys to men and just use the woods, the parks, the recreation centers, I mean, just the woods, and just teach them things, just teach them basic things like uh, how to be courteous, how to like dress, how to like show them some self-respect, some martial arts. You know, we need to get back to the basics because most young black boys don't even have a clue what carpentry is or how to set a door or put a window in. Why would they? Why would they need to know why how to put a door in or a window? Why would they need to know how to put tiles on the floor? How would they even know how to put putty on, like, the tiles or the bathtub or the sink? They don't, we're not, the men need to teach the black boys because all the white men are going to teach them is about prison and law enforcement and policing and how wrong they are and how they are, how they're just uh, the predator, uh, the predatory species that uh, they make the corrections in the prison system work in America. That's all the white guys are going to teach them. But if the black men don't step up to the plate and teach them some very positive, basic things of survival and manhood and integrity, that they are somebody. Like all your callers right now, everybody, we all got the answers to the test, but women cannot raise men. <laughs> I mean, although it has been done, but it's, it's black males, it's black males' business to deal with black boys and boys in manhood. You know, uh, you know, take the animal species. We can just go and take any animal, giraffes, kangaroos, uh, you know, alligators, crocodiles, you know, each his own species. But somehow when it comes down to black men and black boys, the black men are just missing. So it doesn't take, like, the father or the biological father. It just takes one black man, and we could do so much and we could do so much, but, you know, when we had nothing, we did everything with nothing. Now we got everything, and we do nothing with it. So this thing is not a complex situation because I don't know any Jewish white men that would let any of their Jewish boys, I don't know any Italian white man that would let anybody deal with their Italian white boys. But black men let the police and the system deal with their black boys, and they just say, hey, they got to learn the rope, right? I don't know, even Mexicans and Puerto Ricans, but when it comes down to black men and black boys, there's this huge ocean, a gap, like, uh, it's like there's this thing where, oh, am I supposed to really deal with black boys? No, they got to learn the system. It is a dysfunctional kind of aspect. So my thing to you is this, if we could just go in, this neighborhood, like from Gorgas Lane, Washington Lane, Johnson Lane, Germantown Avenue, and just let one black man in every 10 or 15 streets just take 10 or 12 or 13 black boys and just go do something with them, like teach them how to mow the lawn or cut a tree down, paint a house, you know, uh, go to the store with them, learn how to cut hair, anything. It's not happening. It's not happening. And white men know that black men don't spend any time with black boys. And they learn everything, like the other lady said, off the TV, the radio, and the Internet. And black men, if they don't care, we just, 
if we had just 10, 15, 20 black men anywhere, it would set off a spark in this community that the police would be, like, trying to find all those black men that were trying to teach in uh, 12, 10, 12, 13 black boys. You'd be on the black, you'd be on the hit list, okay? Be famous, be notorious, do something, you know? But it's not happening. It's not happening. And the black churches, man, I got to tell you, I'm not even going there. But you do a good job. You do a good job on point, Mr. On Point, all right? I just want to encourage you to keep on keeping on, okay? Oh, thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. Um, There's one thing I want to add to that, because I wholeheartedly agree with everything you just said. There's only one addition that I have to add. Our black women must go back to teaching our black young girls. Because all just like our black boys are um, predatory, so are our little black girls. All they're being told is to be strippers. You know, they they they're being taught the same negative uh, things to aspire to be as the young black male. You know, they wow. target just like the young black male. And you know, like you said, teach. You know, uh, uh, the, the men go get fifteen, thirteen young boys and take them out and teach them how to, you know, lay down carpets or whatever, you know, because I remember they used to offer that in schools. They don't really do that no more. But, you know, we, we need our sisters. Go get them young girls and teach them how to sew. Teach them how to cook because they become microwave women where all they want to do is put something in a microwave real quick or they want to go out and eat and spend money. We have to go back to the basics. Our women have to go back to teaching our, our, our young girls. Our men have to go back to teaching our young boys. And, again, this is why On Point 360 is in existence, because though I left the classroom, I have not left the community and I have not left the school system. I still go in there and mentor these children because that is of great importance. This is how, callers, I see you, we're going to come to you, but this is how this is how society does it. And to be honest with you, I didn't really give this much thought until I was in college. And they told they taught us that marketers actually, you know, that's why they call marketers. They go to school to learn how to sell to children, from the colors to the, the product, like they just, to, to the jingle. They, this is how they learn to get into the minds of children. That's why I always tell people, if you, if you got to watch three movies with your children, Watch Undercover Brother, watch Pootie Tang, and watch Josie and the Pussycat. Those three movies tell you exactly what society and corporate America is doing to our youth to capitalize. We already know about the prison system, but the children don't really care about that because they just want to, you know, get respect. They don't even know what respect is. You know what I mean? The movies that you just mentioned, yeah. And and and, and, and if we're going to, you know, not not just that, but sit them down and watch Hidden Colors, sit them down and watch some of these these African movies, Goodbye Uncle Tom, you know, movies that 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 they can ask questions about, that they can go back into the classroom and social studies and say, hold up, that's not what, how it happened. You know what I'm saying? So it's things that we have to do as a people first. We have to do our homework first before we touch the minds of those children. Now, the easy part is telling them, stop the violence. Don't fight. You're going to go to jail. That's the easy part. We got to tell them, 
Why? See, when I went into the classroom as a teacher, the first thing I said I would ask is, who discovered America? And I love when they say Christopher Columbus, you know, because it shows me that they're learning the same thing that I was told, the same lies I was told. So I immediately say to them, after I correct them, I say, listen, I am not going to open this book and teach you anything until I tell you why it's important for you to learn what's in this book. Because that's the part. Like, I, was, I always told my, my students, it's not what we're teaching you. It's what we're not teaching you that you should know. Right. And that's the life lesson for all of us. It's not what this system is telling us. It's not what society is telling us. It's not what television or the Internet is telling us. It's what it's not telling us is with the information that we need. You know what I'm saying? So we as a people right. have to go back, do our homework, and then come back and grab these children because children go, no, if you don't know what you're talking about, they'll know. <laughs> they'll figure that out real quick. Because yeah. some yeah. of them are smart enough to go and research what you're saying, and I always tell them, don't take my word for it. Go study and research and, and confirm what I'm teaching you. Right. And I break down everything from history to hip-hop. You know what I mean? So I, I appreciate your call. I thank you for that. Um, and please you're doing, you. you're doing You're doing a good job. You're doing a good job. We need you. We need about, about if we have 40 of you or even four of you, that would be just really good, like one for north, south, east, and west in all the directions of the elements. You know what I mean? And wow. if we could just ignite some fires, man, if you could just get, are you over in the west? Are you over in the north? Are you over in the uh, uh, east? Man, you know what? If we could just get a little bit of a cooperation between the older black men to say, let's just do it. Let's just go beyond the Boy Scouts. Let's just reclaim our boys. Uh, you know, it's a, it's a, you know, it's, it's just a beauty to my heart to see black men to come out and watch their sons or other black boys trying to learn football, baseball, and basketball at little city parks. we got so many city parks. we got so much that's out there, but black men just won't take the time with the black boys. They won't give them any time. And they can't learn if you don't have that relationship. And so, you know, um, I, I heard what you said about the, the Black women and the girls, uh, I heard that, and I know that for a fact. I got that. I got it, all right? that's uh, I'm a natural when it comes down to that. But the black boys, um, little, a little girl listens to little, little girls listen to little boys, and sometimes little boys listen to little girls. But for the most part, little boys are taught to be men, and so they think that little girls are supposed to listen to them because that's a hierarchy of things like, you know, Adam and Eve, you know, not Adam and Steve, but, you know, Adam and Eve, right? So we want to play the Adam and Eve kind of game. And uh, so little black girls uh, need little black boys to look up to. So if a little black boy can't do anything except say, okay, uh, can you give me a dime or a nickel or whatever, then the little black girls ain't going to, like, go there, right? <laughs> you know, uh, maybe you need to go to Adam and, Adam and Steve. So if we teach some of the little black boys how to do the little things, little black girls love black boys or the black male image that 
what it's supposed to be like in the fairy tales that they tell, like in the, the Sunday school lessons that they're learning, you see? So if we could just help each other in a cooperative kind of way, you're doing a great job. You're doing a great job. So I'm happy that you're out there, but if you can get four or five other black men to do what you're doing, like on point, uh, you know, you'll get the black females because we just need to see some black men out there doing some things. We know what to do and we know how to do it. It's just the black men are kind of like somewhere dealing with this policing thing and killing and shooting and getting money. Well, you cannot all the other uh, men are out there doing the same thing except being over-policed because money is a serious thing. You can't take care of a family if you don't have money, right? So if the, if the white boys, the Italians, the Jews, the Hispanics, the Puerto Ricans, if they can do all these things, and the Puerto Ricans and the Mexicans getting policed a little bit just like the black guys. So, you know, if we could just if we could just get set uh, an example, a model, just not a lot of guys, just like four or five. Because, you know, what that old saying says, monkey see, monkey does, right? All you got to do is do it. All you got to do is do it, and there'll be a thousand people trying to copy to do exactly what you're doing and get it all the wrong ways, all right? Wow. Ah, but listen, 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 I've enjoyed talking to you. I just want to encourage you just a little bit. And uh, self-unknown, self-unknown, I don't know what self-unknown means, but uh, it's a misnomer. It's a misnomer, right? I'd rather be on point. Okay, on point, Mr. On Point? <laughs> All right, all right, all right. Uh, okay, you I have a good night. That. You have a good night, all right. That. All right, stay encouraged thank and be encouraged, you. all right? I'm all right, humbled. God bless. I'm humbled. God bless. Thank you, God thank bless. you. Um, wow. Um, I'm humbled. Philly Joy, are you still there? DJ Philly Joy, are you still there? Yeah, I'm still here. I got muted for some reason. A little okay, while, okay. That that was my fault. That was my fault. Firecracker, you still there? Firecracker, you still there? Got the store eight again, seller. Okay. Um, I'm gonna take this next caller. Peace and power. Welcome to On Point Radio. This is Straight Talk with your host, Mr. On Point, a.k.a. Mr. Controversy. Who we on the line with? Well, it's Mr. Automatic Charismatic, a.k.a. The Lyrical Engine. Um, CEO, Mr. Viper, uh, Mr. Viper. So uh, I'm loving what I'm hearing. Uh, and and I do agree with uh, what you uh, have stated. I think that, uh, you know, for me, uh, Mr. On Point, I I trade pages. I have one page called um, <clears throat> that uh, Black Education Matters Uncover the Truth. And what I do with that is that anytime I get information on the Internet about uh, black culturalism, I put that on there, uh, and hopefully somebody can um, read uh that type of information. I even have one called uh, the Civil Rights Movement, Black Lives Matter, um, All the Way Black, uh, Seven Devils of America, uh, which deals with, uh, I I put the people who have made racist statements up there because what I want to do is I I don't want people to hate 
but I want them to be as armored. I want them to be better prepared for what uh, people may uh, think about um, those uh, individuals. So I always try to create some type of education and some type of awareness of what's going on. Um, don't don't go in with uh, with blind eyes. Always have your eyes open of what's going on. I commend you. Uh, you know, I actually saw your pictures that you were with students, and right. I, I tell you, I tell you, uh, I commend you for uh, the job that you do uh, for working with our young people. And we need more brothers like you uh, working with our young people. And I just, what I try to do is invoke my power to be able to educate uh, as many. Uh, young people, um, and so people want to uh, look for information uh, about our own people, uh, you go to Black Education Matters or um, uncover, uncover the Truth on Facebook. The thing is, I believe, and this is what I believe, wholeheartedly believe, that Black education, I believe that Black people should know their history first. We should know our history first before we know any type of other history. We should still know our other history so we can be prepared for what the world may think of us. You know what I mean? We still need to learn by George Washington. But we shouldn't learn by George Washington before we learn by George Washington Carver. You know, uh-huh. we should learn we should learn uh more about Malcolm X. I believe uh that you know, I also created uh, a web uh, a Facebook page about Black uh, holidays. I think that we need to celebrate our own holidays. Stop celebrating these holidays are not for us. Columbus Day is not for us. We need to celebrate Malcolm X Day. We need to celebrate Rosa Parks Day. They are they will never celebrate us. They never celebrate us. They never celebrate uh, these African um, holidays. uh, That they are here. I believe they celebrate holidays with the right holidays. Uh, Kwanzaa. Uh, when it comes to Christmas, I don't celebrate. I so well as a Christian man. I celebrate. I'm a renowned. I think Israelite type uh, Christian. Israel, uh, the way of uh, the Israelite, uh, where I specifically look at the Bible and, and go word for word. You know, not somebody trying to feed me a bunch of garbage. You know what I mean? So I, I like you say, study and research. That's what I do. I just don't allow somebody to tell me something. I'm gonna look it up. Right. If you say it, I'm gonna look it up. I'm not gonna just listen to the preacher. I'm gonna look it up and then interpret the way I understand it. Because even if people, even if somebody interprets something, you still gonna have a different interpretation of what you read. It's a known fact. You know. Um, so, you know, like I say, you know, I, I truly commend what you do on a constant basis of helping our youth and, and, and spending plenty of time, uh, helping the youth. And I just, all I saw is pictures of you with kids, you helping out with kids. And, uh, I want to go ahead and, 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 jo- and join in, you know, I, I believe that our youth, uh, we need to help our youth out. You know, we need to be there for our children. We, we, we truly do. We need to make sure that they are getting the proper education. 
because, uh, you know, uh, as Malcolm X said, you've been hooked with. Uh, you know, you've been bamboozled. And and it's still going on. You know, it's still going on. We need to we need to teach our children about the messages that Malcolm X had. The messages of uh, uh, Martin Luther King had more than uh, I, I dream. Uh, I had a dream. He also had one of those uh, ones where he talked about boycotting uh, certain uh, companies like Wonder Bread. We don't really don't talk about that. We need, uh, but you'll learn more. But they'll learn more about what George Washington said. You know, uh, they don't need to know about uh, a whole lot about Ben Franklin. Need to know about Carter G. Woodson. Need to know right. about Madden T. J. Walker. Now, I didn't learn that much about Madden T. J. Washington, uh, uh, Walker or Mary McLeod Bethune uh, Cookman College. I want to learn about that. I want to learn about my people, but what we did. I want to learn about, um, you know, Saka Zulu. I want to learn about region. When I say culture, I mean going beyond this these United States of America. I'm talking about going to the resource, about going to Africa, the main source of where uh, the black nation has came from. From uh, right. be, being the uh, origin, originators of construction in Egypt, we were the original. It's people who were uh, working in the construction. The black people, uh, uh, the Egyptians were black people. As a matter of fact, the Israelites are uh, were black people. Everything in Africa, even uh, well, I would say Jesus and Jesus. Uh, if you read his description, it said his hands were still. His uh his hair was like steel wool. Now, you know, uh, Mr. Allpoint, that steel wool, if you ever comb a little girl's hair and it's like steel wool, that's nappy hair. And who well who's the only people that got nappy nappy hair? His hair his feet was like burning bronze. His uh and uh feet with I never seen black feet come out of a white baby. So um you know, so I had to relearn two stuff. I had to, had to everything that was taught to me. I had to relearn all that. You know, uh, so um, you know, I believe in teaching the truth. I even have a, a page called the Black Messiah. Uh, what I do is I, I give uh, people's opinions of uh, what they believe, and I, you know, and um, and people can interpret. You know. And I try to find ways to have the truth uh, because we've been such, uh, we've been tricked so long and they don't want to give our, our youth the uh, proper education. And why in the hell do we have to wait to February to know about us? And why we get the smallest month to know about us? Why in the hell we should, black history, I believe black history is 365 uh, days a year. That uh, one month, a year is a bunch of bullshit. So I don't believe in you can't don't give and then then you well, got well, President's well. Day. Let me let me let me let me real quick let me interject. We we have another caller too, but I, I'm a, I'm gonna have you um stay on the line so we can come back to you. But let me let me tell you about Black History Month. Um, Black History Month was founded by Carter G. Woodson, right? 
And he did it because we had nothing to celebrate us. So the reason why he did Black History Month was to celebrate Abraham Lincoln and Frederick Douglass at the same time. You know what I mean? Okay. So that's why okay. he started Black History Month. And it wasn't even a month. It actually, uh, I believe it was like a week or something like that. It wasn't even a month. But then there was a college. Um, and I just I just taught this to my own point three sixty uh group just this past year, uh, before school had let out. But it was a I wanna say Kansas University. Um, it was a black student union who decided to the 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 lobby for it to become a whole month instead of just a week. You know what I mean? So that is the history of black history month. You know, so I appreciate it started that. by no doubt. It was a, it was a, it was started by Carter G. Wilson. Um, just to celebrate Abraham Lincoln and Frederick Douglass and black folk because we had nothing to celebrate us. And then the uh, students from Kansas University, I, I believe it was Kansas University, uh, Kent, Kent University, um, they they lobbied to have it for the whole month instead of just, you know, the week. So that that's the history behind Black History Month because I asked my thing, myself the same thing. But a lot of people don't also know that June is Black Music Month where we celebrate the music. But, see, here's the whole thing behind, again, what we have to leave our children with and teach our children. Black history is every day because everything that we touch in our household, we contributed to making. And they have to learn this because they don't know this. All they're taught is Thomas Edison made the light bulb. No, he didn't. He stole it from Louis Latimer. They learned Alexander Graham Bell made the phone. No, he didn't. Granville T. Woods did it, the same person who made a roller coaster. But they don't learn that stuff. You see what I'm saying? They don't learn that stuff. They don't learn Lydia Newman made the hairbrush. You know, they learn that C.J. Madam Walker made perms and stuff because they love that. I don't celebrate Madam C.J. Walker because, to me, I mean, she was the first black woman millionaire, not Oprah. Kids think it's Oprah, but it was actually Sarah Breedlove, a.k.a. Madam C.J. Walker. However, the problem is I don't think she likes herself, and I think that she 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 had that, that same insecurity that a lot of us sisters have now within themselves about what beauty is. So she created this hair care product to make her hair look like their hair. So I don't celebrate Madam C.J. Walker. I, I talk about her, but I don't celebrate her. Because in my opinion, she's one of the reasons why our sisters have a loss of identity now. Now, she may have been a hell of a businesswoman. Floyd Mayweather is a hell of a businessman, but I don't like him as a boxer. I'll say he's a heck of a businessman. He know how to make money, but I don't like the fights he picked. He's not a true champion to me. So my, my thing is we have to educate ourselves and then empower and educate our children. That's how we all become empowered. You know what I mean? But stay on the line for me real quick. Let me take this caller, and then we're going to stay on the line, and we're going to come right back to you. Peace and power. Welcome to On Point Radio. This is your host, Mr. Controversy, a.k.a. Mr. On Point. This is Straight Talk. Who we on the line with? Peace and power, King. Peace and power, King. What's good with you, brother? You know, I'm laying in the cut, you know, robbing to the show. Where, where I, I know you have something to say on this, man. I know you do. See, first of all, the problem with the children is, see, parents 
parents don't want to be parents no more. You get so many, I mean, don't get me wrong, it's a lot of programs out here that was canceled, so these kids don't have anything to do. But a lot of these parents now, they throw their kids out the house because they don't want to be bothered with them. Right. They don't care. They just tell them, go outside. See, when we was youngins, right, you didn't see a four, like, like if you was under 10, you wasn't just outside ripping and running without adult supervision. Right. See, now you, you look up and down the street, there's kids outside, five, six years old. You don't know where their parents at. Yep, I agree. See, we got to do better. Please. You know what I mean? These people, we, we, we don't, people don't understand and understand how to be a parent, right? Now, some always say, you know, it, it got to do with, you know, you know, young kids being parents. It ain't, it ain't that. At one particular time, everybody was, they had young parents because our life expectancy wasn't that long. I was a young parent. I was a dad at 13. I'm still with my daughter in my daughter's life. My daughter's still living at home with me, and I'm fine with that. She's 29, ain't never been pregnant. Wait, you, we got to teach our children's patience. We can't be, you know, you can't jump on the first thing that's smoking. That's corny. And it's like you said, you know what I mean? I, I'm, I'm, I'm a product of the system. I went to prison so my kids don't have to. Absolutely. You know what I mean? I'm not going to drive shit on myself, but I did a lot of things that I'm not proud of. With them three and a half years, but them three and a half years on 24 and 1 taught me a whole lot. Hmm. You know what I mean? It taught me to be conscious. I had to get knowledge. I ain't, I ain't had nobody to talk to. I was in a hole. So I got knowledge of self. Once I became once I became knowledgeable of who I am and what I'm capable of doing, that made my bond with the creator that much stronger. See, a lot of these 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 parents now are not parents. When I was a young boy, I didn't get Jordans and polo outfits just to go take a picture for Easter. Even though that's, you know, coming from a black woman, Esther. But that's another history lesson. Look it up. About that. that. You know what I mean? They don't even know what they're celebrating. They got a Columbus, like, like, like he said, you got Columbus Day. This was one of the biggest mass murders of all times. And you celebrate that. He brought his nasty ass over here with disease and spread it and killed out the population. If you think about it and you do your real homework and your research on who you are, right, they tell us that a lot of us came from Africa. We was already here. 
When we got here, when they got here, they put they enslaved us. We, you know, you get people saying, "Oh, we come from slaves." No, we don't. We were enslaved. It's a difference. They don't know these, these kids. Don't know about the great inventors. They don't know about Frederick Jones. Absolutely. And for those that don't know, do your homework. He created the air conditioning unit. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. He created a few things. Oh, yeah, but I'm saying one of his most right. notable was the air conditioning unit. Now, you mm-hmm. say Grandpa P. Woods. People don't even know he used He He wanted the ones that had the auto, auto cutoff switch. Mm-hmm. George Cook, the auto fishing device. The baby yeah. bug was made by William Richardson. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? The clothes dryer was George Sampson. The curtain rod was made by William Grant. You know, the same thing that, like, like, the, like you said, Louis Latimer. He he created the electric lamb bulb. Then you know he got robbed. Mm-hmm. Alexander Miles invented the, the elevator. The elevator, yep. You know what I mean? Isn't it ironic that the fire extinguisher was created by Thomas Marshall? And when you're the head of a fire of, of a fire department, what do they call you? Marshall. Marshall. Mm-hmm. People don't even know that. Yeah. We you know didn't I mean? know that, but they know. Yeah, Joseph Winters, he, he invented the escape ladder, the fire escape ladder. And you know it's ironic because I, 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 by by you saying this, one of the things that I take into my mentor program is a list of all of these inventions and inventors, and it's called Black Inventors of America, and it, it has all of these people on it. The letter, the mailbox, or the postal box. You know what I'm saying? Um, it, 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 all of the shoelace. You know what I mean? Everything that the the, the shoe lasting machine to make your shoes to put your shoes together, to keep them together. Like a lot of people, we don't know this. This is why I teach my, my black children in these programs. Black history is every day. It's not just in February. Yes, okay, February is cool because it was started for us, by us, and for us. So in that situation, you know, is is you have to let them know every month. I mean, every day is Black History Day. You know what I mean? So when we start to teach them this, then they'll start to pick it up and they'll start to learn. But see, when we take the power of knowledge, if we don't have the knowledge of self, then we take the power away from ourselves. And that's what's happening. We become ignorant. We place intelligence with ignorance. And because the elders stopped telling stories, or didn't stop telling stories, but Somewhere along the line, the elders got younger, and the younger they got, the less the stories were told until we don't tell stories at all. People, Parents don't even sit down and talk to their children no more, let alone uh, teach them anything or tell them a story. You know what I'm saying? They don't even sit down and watch what their children are watching to see what hidden messages are in the cartoons or in the TV shows, let alone, you know, actually, excuse me, Take uh uh take them to the to the movies, 
you know, or they'll take them to the movies before, before they sit down and watch a movie with them. You know what I mean? So I, I agree with everything you're saying right now. And you already know, that's what we do. You know, we study, we research. We bring that information back and, and pass it along. That's what we're supposed to do. But it takes more than just me. It takes more than just you. And we have to teach the other young brothers who don't know it so that them young brothers can go back and teach their children. And it starts at home. My mom always taught me everything starts at home. That includes school. You know what I'm saying? Malcolm X said it best. Only a fool would allow the enemy to educate his child. You know what I'm saying? So what do we think our children are going to learn when we put them in a public school system? What do we think our children are going to learn when we put them in a Catholic school system? Yeah, they're going to get a little better education from the Catholic uh, school than they do the public school, but they also won't get some misinformation on that. You know what I mean? I'm not even going to touch that right now, but you know where I'm going with this, and so do some of these listeners out here. But it, it, it has to come a time when we have to bring about a solution for change. My solution and what I'm posing to the listeners and our people is one, gain knowledge of self first and foremost so that you have that you arm yourself with the information. Secondly, pass it on to our children so that they're now informed and they can argue in the classroom or know the difference in the classroom between history and his story. Three, as the young lady said earlier, let's teach our children trade so that they can learn to have their own businesses instead of being corporate slaves and working for someone else. Let's start to pass our children on things of wealth that can have monetary gain in the long run, a house, not a car. A car is okay, but that's going to depreciate. A house will depreciate too, but it takes a little longer. And you can rent it out, and you can sell it and then buy something. You can do a lot more with property. Let's leave them stocks. Let's leave them bonds. Let's teach them how to invest. Let's teach ourselves these things so we can pass it on to our children. This is what I'm imposing if we want to make a real change. Let's teach them how to stand up and fight. They have to take SEPTA just like some of us do. If SEPTA want to keep raising prices, let's go back to the boycott like the gentleman said earlier. Let's go back to the boycott and make SEPTA. You want to hit the white man where it hurts, hit his pockets. He listens then. That's how you make him and force him to come about some form of change. Hit his pockets. And the hell with his pockets. Let's, let's figure out a way to start our own bus company. They're going to make it hard for us. They're going to find reasons to try and shut it down. But just like we can go and own bars and clubs, we can own a bus station. We can own a bus uh, 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 company. Can I can I can I interject one second? Go ahead, brother. Just saying. Now you said the bus company, right? Instead of owning bars, right? So with that being said, why can't we have our own schools? That too. Because they teach their culture in their schools. 
right? And then you got schools named after black leaders, and they know nothing about them other than, oh, that's the name of my school. Yeah. They're killing us. Yeah. That's all I wanted to say back to you, bro. And and shout out to Mama Chris who started MOTEP, who has one of the greatest football public uh, teams, public league teams in the city and the nation. Shout out to MOTEP and shout out to Mama Chris who I met in Einstein Hospital years ago when she told me she was starting the school. You know what I mean? And they and they had an 80, 90, a 90% graduation rate. And they're doing everything and everything to try and cut MOTEP down. You know, trying to say that they were cheating on tests. No, but I've seen teachers in the public school system for a fact who cheated on tests. I know this. I was a teacher. I was there. That's one of the reasons I left because of the politics of the school system. It wasn't the children. Children are going to be children. It's about how you interact with them and deal with them. But the politics, closing schools, laying off teachers, teaching them bullshit, I couldn't do that no more. You're part of the problem or you're part of the solution. So here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to get rid of being the problem, and I'm going to start being the solution by coming back and mentoring them. How about that? So, people, this is, these are the solutions that I am employing we implement. We must, we must go back to the village raising the child. But we have to come back together as a village and let go of the ghetto, let go of the hood, and become a village again. See, we weren't tribes. We were nations. The natives had tribes. We had nations. We had villages, not hoods, not ghettos. We had villages. That being said, man, um, DJ Philly Joy, you still there? Yes, I am still here. Anything that you want to say before we close out the show, love? No, I'm just looking forward to... um a definite movement in this direction as far as getting back to the Asian. We talked about that already. But um, one more thing about the children. Um, they learn what they live. I know that somebody mentioned earlier about um, if it's like take a garden, take the animal kingdom. And we still teach our children in our own house. We got to also talk, talk to them about the things happening out in the world and let them know what we expect to have high expectations for them as well what we expect of them, that they can, that helps them to also build their character. So that's what I want to say about that, and that's it. And, and adding to that, um, you're absolutely correct. And also, don't just stop with talking to our children. Let's talk to our children friends because they may not be getting it at home. That's right. You know, and, and a yep. lot of times you'll hear children say, man, I wish I had a dad like yours. I wish yep. I had a mom like yours. You see what I'm saying? So let's talk to their, their friends, you know? Um right. DJ Chill, you out there, good brother? Yep. Any any remarks you want to leave with people with before we close out, bro? Wake the hell up. Mm. I think Spike Lee told him that in the 80s, right? 
I looked at something yesterday and it kind of had me shook. What is the best way <laughs> to make somebody learn? Don't teach them how to swim. <laughs> Getting people a flash flood. And I think that's what we're about to go through. Because look at all these damn hurricanes. One here, one there, one here, one there. But it's a great way to get rid of the people that you don't want in that neighborhood. And then when you got to come in the neighborhood, you better show your ID. Because if you're a refugee, if you're not, if you if you don't belong, you're not getting in. And guess what? The neighborhood's going to look immaculate because we got the money to fix it. So, sink or swim. Wow. Wow. All right. Let's start saying, believe you said that. Anything you want to add to the listeners, brother? Well, you know, like like you said, when you when you sitting up there and, you you know, you're teaching your kids, you've got to teach us friends, right? Because like you said, they might not be getting that at home, right? And wouldn't it be more empowering to have your child playing with like minds, somebody that's, you know, that way you don't have to worry as much. You're going to worry because they're your child. But when you, when, when you have your children with a strong foundation and they're doing what they got to do and you know that they got like minds around them, doesn't that make you feel a little more secure? That same way that you, you know, and I'm, and I'm sorry to say it like that, the same way you got a lot of single fathers out here, right, that have to go visit their son and they throw a ball with him. Think about that, son, that little boy that your son is playing with, and he's looking at you. It don't cost you nothing to see if you can toss the ball with him too. Let him know that somebody cares about him as well. So now he, you could be the difference between him walking through the block or hanging on the block. Yeah. That's all I had to say, bro. I agree. I agree. Wow. It's been a powerful show, man. Um, I'm going to leave the people with this. I always talk about my daughter who's doing her little thing in school, straight-A student, and um you know, doing her little singing thing with, with legends and my son being, my oldest son being in a movie and my youngest son working with a city council for a city council. But my daughter, my 10-year-old, last night we were doing homework and she had to write a newspaper article on who our hero was. So she asked me for a picture of me, her mom, and her sister, because, you know, her mother and myself aren't together anymore, but she still wanted that picture, and she said, my family is my heroes. I said, okay, now, right, why? So we pay, we take the picture to the, to, to the uh, little paper, and I told her to write her paragraphs on a, on a loose-leaf paper first before she transferred, transferred onto, you know, the paper that she had to turn in. So she wrote it, and she said, you know, my sister um, always stands by me and stays with me. And she said, my dad strengthens me and toughens me to prepare me for life. 
And she said, my mom, because she birthed me. So when she said that, it moved me. And it moved me because the fact that she knew or could say that I strengthened her and toughened her at 10 years old meant a lot to me. It meant a lot to me. So not only do I teach my children what I know to prepare them, but as she said, that's strengthening them. And it's also toughening them because I give my children tough love. And I want to read this comment from a, a chatter, not a chatter, it was our host Wonder Drake. Um, who wanted to, she had to roll out, but she did leave a message that said, hey, Mr. On Point, I was uh, only able to stay for an hour to listen for the show. However, I wanted to say as the chat, uh, and it, as a chat, that the problem is children go by the saying, if you ain't hood, you're not, you don't, you're, you're not, you're not understood. And if you're not down, then go around. Children are worried about the image of being accepted opposed to being respected. And that goes back to me saying they don't even know what respect is. See, the first thing a child has to know, in order to get respect, you have to give respect. And you won't get respect if you don't respect yourself. So that being said, I encourage all our listeners, all our people, to get knowledge of self. Leave it and pass it on to your children because that's true wealth. Knowledge is freedom, and freedom is wealth. Freedom is power. So let me restate restate that. Knowledge is wealth, and freedom is power. I want to leave you all with that. I got one more thing to say. Go ahead. I was just looking at the news. <clears throat> I think we might have a problem in this world real quick, maybe in America first or maybe somewhere else. I don't know. But it's a strike right now in the Eaglesville. The teachers are going on strike. I just thought about it and said, wow, what if it starts to become, excuse me, what if it becomes a worldwide thing where a lot of other teachers start to go on strike? Philadelphia teachers, they're not getting paid enough money. They can't you know, fulfill their dreams and feed their kids. They go on strike. Then they can't imagine strike. you want to send then imagine you want to send your kids to school, to college, and you don't want to, the, the the parents don't want to send the kids to college because they might die because of the hazing that's going on. And it becomes to the point of every child that's growing up now is dumbed down. Well let me say this. Number one, all teachers should strike. Every last teacher in this country should strike. They all should quit. And I say that because, once again, let's teach our children to be more than just a run, uh, a step infection. Run, catch that ball, throw that ball, shoot that ball. Because, see, this country doesn't value education. That's why you have athletes getting paid millions and teachers getting paid crumbs. They all should strike. 
This is one of the reasons why I no longer watch sports. I don't watch football. I haven't watched a football game this year, and I will not. And football is my favorite sport. I played football. I refuse to watch it. I refuse to watch. I wanted to see the boxing match so bad the other night, but I refuse to. I'm exercising my boycott and my discipline on these people being paid this money that's not worth it, and you have teachers being grossly underpaid. They all should strike. Send a message to this country. However, just to add to what you said, as a teacher, I found out Philadelphia, Pennsylvania teachers cannot strike. They can go out and make a protest, but they cannot strike legally because in the 70s, a contract was signed and made into law that they cannot legally strike. So they are held by the balls. So they all should just quit. Yeah, our children won't get an education, but guess what? The education is watered down. They're closing schools anyway. What's the point? Let's go back to teaching our children because a lot of what they're learning in that classroom they're not going to use anyway. And as far as college, I don't encourage children to go to college no more. I don't dissuade them, but I don't persuade them any either because I know that's just a systematic way to put them in credit. That is the only thing in the world on your credit report that will not be taken off by no means. College loans, student loans can never be taken off of your your credit report. That in itself tells me that I got you by the balls. I will always own you and take whatever you have until you pay me in full. So I don't encourage that any longer. And besides, most of the wealthy people in this country didn't become wealthy by going to college. They became wealthy by either a silver spoon in their mouth or a trade or a skill or a passion that they had and they loved and they learned and they and they and they turned it and developed it into a business. Not many of them went to college. In fact, the ones who went to college make less. And their highest paid college individual graduate with the most degrees makes less than a man who never went to college and is a billionaire. And there's many of them. They're called the 1%. You research it. I lied to you not. Wow. Um, I do have a caller. I'm going to take this caller and his last words because I did tell him I would come back to him, and he called back, so I'm going to take him, and then we're going to get ready to take uh, the show out. Uh, Mr. Charismatic, get back on. What's going on, bro? What you got to tell the people and lead the people with? Well, I I just want to say I kind of agree. I agree and kind of disagree with what you said about the uh, education. Um, And here's why. Uh, I think that it depends on what college you go to. I think that uh, uh, I want to. You're going to get a loan for all of them, brother. And I, and I, as I'm saying, I, I'm saying that I agree and disagree. I agree that the uh, the problem is uh, is that unless you get a scholarship or um, let's see, unless you go into some type of program uh, where uh, your loan can be paid off, you sometimes you end up in a, a, in um, default. And sometimes 
you go to a college and you go to a company and they'll pay it off for you. Uh, but I see what you're saying. Um, they do hold me, but when you owe, that's when they got you by the balls because I'm one of the people who owe student loans, you know. So uh, for me, you know, I'm going back to school for automotive for diesel tech, you know. Uh, and uh, I'm not going to tell people, you know, you can, uh, wherever hard learning you can go to, go to it, you know. Uh, you can go to job corps or something like that. You really don't have to go to college. You go to job, you take your kid to job corps. Job corps is free. You know, you go to a truck driver's school, at, and um, a truck driver company will pay for it. You ain't got to pay for nothing. Now, there's programs that you can get into where uh, and sometimes you go to a Goodwill. The Goodwill has uh, computer classes, has classes that you can uh, take and don't have to pay for anything. Or you can go to a job, uh, an employment place, where they will actually pay for your college. And you don't have to pay, like they'll pay, they'll pay, they'll pay you go, uh, for you to go to college. You get you some type of program, but it's like they are, they are, yeah, they are. Well, yeah, yes, they are, they are, they are. But I mean, it, it happens. I mean, of course, uh, you know, uh, something is uh, nothing. Something is is not done. Yeah, I mean, you have to give something, you know, for that. But uh, they are programs. You know, so thing um, I if you, if the child wants to go to school, make sure you go to a program. Make sure you get a scholarship or uh, That's get it. a. That's the key. Yeah, get something. Uh, make the government pay. Have the government pay for you to go to college. You know. Absolutely. Uh, I always just look at. I was thinking about another uh, one. Uh, it's a scholarship. And it's something else that you can get. But uh, they are programs. The grants. They all tell you about. You know, so you just research it. I like everything that you said. The one thing I will agree about what you said that, and I I sent you a message, uh, Mr. O'Point, that, uh, you know, because I, I, I want to work with you on some, on, on some things. And I love the fact that you uh, gave uh, great information about Black inventors, and to the other gentlemen, the other king as well, giving us black uh, uh, black inventors. Because I have a page called um, Black Education Matters. I cover the truth. So, uh, if I can ever find someone on your page that's talking knowledge and uh, about uh, what black people did, I would allow to use it and put it on my page so somebody can read that and uh, and learn something uncover the truth, what they're not teaching. It's just an expense, what they're not teaching the class. You know, oh. so I, I want to, I, you know, as a businessman, I would love to work uh, uh, with On Point, you know, Viper and uh, On Point working together for a good common goal. All right, we definitely will talk. Um, I will post on your page. I'm going to start with Abu Bukhari the Great who sailed over here years before, hundreds of years before Christopher Columbus, which Mr. I can't believe he said that alluded to when he said we were already here. Um, who you think, who who do, who do people think taught the Mayans or the natives here 
uh, how to build pyramids over here. When you see the black faces, you know, um, so, so yeah, there, there are a lot of people that are, are instrumental in the making of the world when it yes. comes to us as people of color. Um, so I, I want to thank you for calling in, and I definitely will link up with you, and I'll, I'll check my Facebook inbox to, uh, you know, respond back to, you know, your message. And um, we do have another caller, so I'm going to take this other caller, and uh, I thank you for calling in, man. I look forward to, you know, uh, uh, talking and, and doing something together. All right, peace, King. Thanks hey, a lot. Hey, peace hey, and power. Me up. I got you. All right. Peace and power. Welcome to On Point Radio. This is your host, Mr. On Point, a.k.a. Mr. Controversy. This is Straight Talk. Who we on the line with? Yes, Mr. Mr. Controversy. This is Todd Morris. How are you, sir? I'm blessed. I'm blessed. And yourself? Same here. Same here. I, cool, I am cool. blessed. I I just wanted to chime in. Was the other gentleman who was just on the call with you, is he still on the call? Yeah, he's still listening. Oh, okay, okay. Awesome, awesome. I actually wanted to ask if I could speak with him as well. I kind of wanted to speak to the both of you to, together, if that was possible. Are you talking about the gentleman that just uh, spoke? Yes. Yes, sir. Okay. He's on. Okay. Awesome. Awesome. Uh, I just wanted to let you all know that after the hours of 10 p.m. Central, each and every night here on Top Shoe, there are no niggers allowed on this network. So if you all could kindly so why, please so why all you of your the only thing ass. you you niggers are educated in doing is is being niggers. <laughs> Thank you, nigger. I think this is despicable. despicable. Thank you, nigger. And after the hours of 10 p.m. Central, each and every night, we ask that you niggers would kindly pack up all, all right. of your tents and nigga, all nigga. of your aids and all of your watermelon and get the hell out. That's right. And if you need me to, <laughs> well, I will well, even you provide gotta, you, gotta get, you gotta get the hell out I will out provide first. you niggers with you the gotta buses get the hell out first, to help Rekha. you be able to get the hell out. You, you got to provide the hell out first. After the hours of 10 excuse me. Excuse you me. You got to get the hell out first. Wait, 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 can I ask him a question? What if you're black? Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, by the way, people out there in Radio Land, this is somebody from Texas. We all know that's where the bushes are from. That's where your greatest races are. You know, and, and you don't phase me. You don't phase me one bit. In fact, you're a inferior of me. That's why you're calling in on this line saying what you're saying. I have no problem. I have no problem with educating my people. How about you educate yours? How about you go back to York because you're not a, an original native of this land? Thank you for your time. I appreciate it. Is it possible they can call back there next week? <laughs> people out here in Radio Land, only on On Point Radio do you get this. I am glad that that occurred. I am glad that happened. This is why I'm imploring you to educate your children and yourself so that when these people like this call in, 
You can taste it and inhale it freely because they mad. The most feared individual in the world is an intelligent black man, and they know it because they all had to go to Al Kabulan or Africa, if, if you will, to study, to learn how to be great. They're inferior of us. We are inferior of them. Nor should we ever be. So people out there in Radio Land who just witnessed that, I'm glad Southeast Texas called in and said his little spill, and you heard the racism there yourself. Mr. Controversy, I say what the people don't say, but what they feel. Wow. That was beautiful. Never did I ever think that I would be proud to be called a nigger by a white person. So see, to come back that, the question posed to him that he didn't want to answer was, what's your definition of a nigger? And when I said to him, thank you, nigger, it's because I know what it means. He doesn't, it doesn't move me for him to say that. He's supposed to say that. He's supposed to say that. So he can call, talk, shoe, write the talk, shoe, and he's still on the line. Oh, he just hung up. I hope he calls, talk, shoe, and I hope he tells, talk, shoe. So then I can make my next move. Because this is what On Point does. We are for the people. And people, if you're listening out there, you heard it first for yourself, the racism on the line. And I love it. I love it. Because all he did was prove me right. Man, I'm glad I took that last call. And there is... There is hey, a racial Tim. war coming. There is a racial war coming, but one thing racial, y'all got to know, racial people. Racial wars never when, left, when, brother. We're not, we're not. One thing, I, I, we're not prejudiced. I mean, shoot, I love white, black, boy, Puerto Rican. I don't know what the heck you is. You know, now, if you from another planet, I got to figure you out because, you know, you might, you might not be on the same page. But one thing I got to understand is, and what people got to understand is, if their spirit ain't righteous, then it could be ugly. Listen, their spirit not righteous. It's not righteous. And again, people, as DJ Chill said it, if you ain't here tonight, wake up. Because you just heard why. Mr. Charismatic, sorry I had to mute you, brother, but I wanted to address that man on my solo. You know, if he had an issue with On Point and Mr. Controversy, 
I didn't want to involve nobody else. I didn't need to. I know he called you out, but you didn't need to defend yourself in that situation, brother. Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.